the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow, your guest host, and it is great to be with you again this week. And I hope you're having a great Christmas week already. Maybe for most of you, school is out. I know a few places the school is still in, and what a bummer that is for uh, the kids. But they'll probably get a couple extra days in uh, New Year's, right? I hope so. Anyway, it's great to be with you. I've been uh, not with you for the last few weeks. I've been in San Diego, but uh, on the Southern California Live show as a guest host, haven't been here for a few weeks. A few big stories that I missed out on talking about. I would have loved to chat with you about finding $600,000 in the wall of the bathroom of Joel Osteen's church. I mean, what a great story that was. I decided to bust through the wall at my church bathroom, and all I found was a buffalo head nickel and the missing ballots from the Kennedy-Nixon election, but it's a little late to do anything about that, I guess. So we will move on from that stuff because there's a lot to talk about in uh, the world today, and it's Christmas time. So what we're gonna, I want to do this hour is talk about Christmas and uh, what's coming up for that and to really talk about how do we make sure we keep the Christ in Christmas. And I don't mean to say that sort of in a, you know, a trite way, but there are so many controversies today in the news. Next hour, we'll talk about some of those controversies and how do we uh, maintain our testimony through those things specifically. But you know, in the world today, the church has an opportunity. It always has this opportunity, but maybe in the biggest opportunity, we have an opportunity to be the light. And so I'm looking forward to being with you. We're talking about that. I've got a special guest from the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association here with me in just a moment. And uh, so you can listen live on our on your radio or your app, your KKLA app or your KPRZ app. You can also give me a call and be a part of the program at any time, 888-LA-TALKS, 888-528-2557 is the number, 888-528-2557. And uh, I'd love to have you put that in your phone just so you can, you can speak to your phone and say, hey, Siri, call the show and uh, give us a call. You can also listen through, your, uh, through uh, Alexa. Do you have that? You can say, Alexa, turn on KKLA. I hope that I said that and I just turned on and activated somebody's Alexa. That's what I hope I did. Anyway, you can always catch our program. We're on every day at 3 o'clock live here in Los Angeles and San Diego. So it's great to be with you and all throughout the Southland, I should say. So I hope you've got your coffee. I've got mine, the brew of the believer. Maybe it is a special Christmas coffee this time of year. In fact, uh, I went to uh, the the corporate place that I like to call St. Arbucks. I call it that because there's an awful lot of pastors who hang out there doing their work and meeting with people. And uh, did you notice that a few years ago, remember the controversy? It was the the holiday blend and they changed, they took Christmas out of everything. They're kind of doing that everywhere. Have you noticed that Christmas blend is back? I think they still have some holiday blend, but it's Christmas cups, Christmas blend. This is because you cannot take Christ out of Christmas. You can try really hard to do that, and the world tries hard to do that. But you know, I believe that God rigs things a certain way in our culture to force us to wrestle with this issue of who we are, why we're here, who God is, and how to be right with him. We know this is Jesus Christ. That's why Christmas is such a huge part of the economy, right? We can't get rid of Christmas. It would destroy the economy. I think God's put it that way, right? It's all over the world, and we can celebrate Jesus, or we can argue about it. We can try to take it out of the uh, 
the names of our, our coffee or whatever, but you can't. We're going to engage with Christ. And I want to encourage you, as we have this Christmas week and you're home with your kids and you're probably doing some shopping, you're probably doing some of the cultural things, to consider how important it is to make sure that you have a testimony to give. And something else that's been on my mind as a, as a pastor with the recent mask mandate uh, that's happening, I know that some of you haven't heard of that. I think that's kind of where we're at right now. When was the last time you paid attention to that? Well, uh, probably somebody has told you to uh, to do that, uh, or maybe not. I don't know. You know, I think about it from the standpoint of a pastor, and I go, are people going to not go to Christmas Eve services who otherwise would have gone to Christmas Eve services? And uh, what are they going to do now? I hope that you go. I hope that uh, your your church or church that you can go to um, just has a way to make sure that everybody's invited and everybody's invited and everybody can participate and hear the gospel. And uh, one of the ways you can do that is if you have to stay home or you can't be there or, you know, in today's world, you can go you can go to many services, right, and watch them online with your family if you want to. I encourage you to go in person. Uh, but there is an opportunity to do that through the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. And I have a guest with us on the line here as we begin this hour. His name is John Cass. And uh, John is, I believe his title, he'll have to correct me on his title here, but I think he is the, the um, you know what, I don't have it. John, you with me? John, welcome I'm to our program. You. How are you doing, Pastor Scott? Hi, John. Well, thank you for having I, me. I'm doing fine. Hey, thanks for joining me. What's your official title? What do you do there with Billy Graham? I get to serve as uh, the executive director for celebrations and uh, evangelism and training. So I, I, my responsibility is kind of helping make sure Will has something to do as God lines things up for us and uh, get to travel with them around the world and help line up those opportunities. Oh, that's really great. Now, Will, I had the opportunity to interview him last week, uh, and has he? were you out here in San Diego or Southern California with him? I was not. It's too warm out there this time of the year. I'm enjoying this balmy nine <laughs> degrees here with three inches of snow on the ground and another couple expected tonight. That's a, that's an incredible thing. You know, out here, um, that would be a great evangelistic tool. Everyone would think God is punishing us and it's time. We can confess our sins. When it, when it gets down to about 55, we start that here in San Diego uh, in Los Angeles. Yeah. Uh, hey, uh, above, tell us about anything above 50. I was going to say anything about 50 degrees, I turn the air conditioning on, so it's all good. <laughs> all right. Hey, tell us about uh, yourself. How did you uh, find yourself working uh, with this great organization? Well, it actually started January. It would be 26 years ago. Billy Graham was doing a crusade in Minneapolis, uh, Minnesota, where I was actually going to school, just finished school. And they were looking for some help from local people, and I I was looking for a job, newly married, and I uh, signed up to help out, and one thing led to another. So I've had the opportunity to work for uh, with Billy Graham on his crusades, Franklin Graham on some of his festivals, and now working with Will on his celebrations. Yeah. that's a, It's an amazing ministry uh, that you have. Tell us about your family. Family, got three great kids, a son that's uh, grown up now. He's out in New Hampshire and a couple girls that are in college. And uh, wife and I have been together for 26 years, going on 27. So it's been it's been good. Had the opportunity to travel all over the world with them and live all over the U.S. Uh, doing crusades, like I said, with uh, Billy, Franklin, and Will. So it's been really good. Yeah. So in this new era 
you talked about the Crusades with Billy Graham. I got to go to uh, one of them here in San Diego um, a few years ago. It's been a long time ago now, 20-something years ago now, I think. And uh, it's changed a little bit today, hasn't it, though? Just at least the method of doing it. It has. Uh, How would you say it's different doing, over the years? Yeah, I mean, churches are doing good work. They're they're trying to find that vibe or where people are at and how to bring those guys in. And, you know, Crusade Ministries uh, through the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association have been trying to do the same thing, is how do we, how do we engage people, those that are far from God, those that have never heard of him, uh, those that maybe have heard of him and, you know, decided they've walked away, uh, that it, it's just not mm. for them. But we've been trying to find those different niches as we, as we, uh, you know, try to reach a world that's, that's far from God. And, and we've had some unique opportunities over the last few years. How would you say the, uh, you know, when, do you find it, that more and more people are walking away from the Lord? Is that something you feel like has increased over your experience, or is that about the same? Yeah, I, that's, you know, that's that's a question I've been pondering a lot, pondering with the team, because uh, yeah. if we think about, you know, uh, people attending church, people showing up to different events uh, that uh, are evangelical in nature, I, I think there's, I think there's moments, I think there's still that ebb and tide that people kind of are with it, and then they kind of back away um, as situations arise in people's lives. But I, 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 again, I really think that God's still given the church great opportunities to engage people. We just have to think outside the box of how we've normally done things. That's right. And what is uh, your organization doing right now to think outside of the box? What are some new things that you're a part of? Well, we started, actually, I, I talked to Will back in 20, 2019. I started talking to him about, hey, I'd like to, this was probably summer when I first mentioned to him, I, I said, you know, I'd, I'd like to try something. I'd like to try to do an online celebration. It wouldn't be like a, a normal two-hour type celebration. I'd like to do it in like 30, between 30 and 50 minutes, somewhere right in there. So have some music. Uh, you share a quick message because online audience, you know, everybody's typically if somebody's watching online, they're, they're they have their phone in front of them, they may have a computer up, and the TV's on. So we're this multi-screen generation of people and trying to capture their attention. So let's try to do something short, uh, but just right to the point that'll kind of grab people's attention. Well, COVID happened, and uh, as we know, it just kind of changed how we had to think about stuff. So it, we were able to really push this forward or faster. And we really did our first kind of full-fledged outreach in uh, 2020, uh, Good Friday. And so we've done, mm -hmm. a, we've done about eight online celebrations, seeing thousands of people come and engage, and thousands of people actually indicate making a decision to follow Christ. We have volunteers through our Internet ministry that can chat with people, that can do discipleship work with them. Um, and so we've, we've just seen great opportunities through the Internet outreach that we've been doing. What happens? So if somebody's watching one of your Internet outreaches um, and they decide they want to receive Christ, what is the follow-up? How does that work? So what will happen is Will will mention, or if we have a host with us, and we're doing an online celebration tonight, uh, 8 p.m. Eastern, so that's... Uh, Coming up here at 5 o'clock Pacific. Pacific, right. 
Um, uh, Sissy, uh, Graham Lynch, Will's baby sister is actually kind of hosting, but the host there, Will, will actually be kind of mentioning that if you'd like to make a decision, Will shares the gospel presentation. If you'd like to make a decision, there are two buttons that a person can go to. Yes, I prayed this prayer because Will will lead them through a prayer. Yes, I prayed this prayer. They can go in and fill in their details. Filling in their details allows us the opportunity to do a few things with them, connect them into some discipleship work that they can do on their own, discipleship work that they can do with somebody, as well as we can actually help try to find a local church for them if there's interest in a local church connecting with them. The other button is, well, maybe I just have questions. I'm not quite sure that I'm, I'm ready to make that decision. We have people that are online ready to chat about whatever life challenge people are going through. We, we have we have over 1,500 online chat counselors ready to go. They're not all on at the same time, but we have them all around the world that are ready in different time zones to be able to engage and have good conversations with people. It really is an amazing time that we're living in for that. And it's been headed this way for a while, but I think COVID sped this up. We're, we've moved a lot closer uh, to making this work than we were before. Would you agree with that? I, I would agree 100%. I, I was working for an organization uh, for a while, and uh, I started using Zoom back in, I want to say, 2017, mm. first part of 2018. And as uh, I, I kind of engaged back into the, the ministry for a little while, as I got a little deeper in doing some development work, I'm talking to these people about, hey, let's do these Zoom calls. It doesn't cost you anything. You don't have to download anything. And it was like everybody had their hands are like, oh, we're not going to do that. I don't know anything about that. Well, COVID happens, and everybody knows about Zoom now. Right. Everybody wishes they would have invested in Zoom a little bit ago. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. That, and pl- yeah. <laughs> that and plexiglass and mask companies. Uh, there you go. All there of that go. stuff. Well, it's amazing how God God clearly is working through this time. I think incredible ways. I think with all the the frustration we have and the in, you know here in California we've got another mandate going on and other controversies with that. It's probably different where you are in uh, your North Carolina right now. I'm actually up in Minnesota. Oh, in Minnesota. Okay, I was just uh, I was just thinking Minnesota, of Fargo, Fargo, North Dakota area, right across the border from Fargo, oh. North Dakota. All right. Okay. Uh, definitely colder up there. Um, just a fraction. Yeah. Hey, well, tell us about what's happening for the Christmas program that is on today, the Christmas celebration with Will Graham. So, yep. So starting at 5 p.m. your guys' time, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, we have uh, Will Graham, Sissy Graham Lynch, who's Will's baby sister. Uh, musical guest Ellie Holcomb uh, is going to come together, and it's uh, like a 45, 50-minute program where uh, Ellie Holcomb Christian music artist is going to share some uh, her songs and a couple Christmas songs with us. We're, we're hosting it at the Billy Graham uh, Library in Charlotte, North Carolina. We have the nativity scene in the background and the cross that leads into the library uh, for people that haven't been there. It's a real beautiful location. They, they just did a really nice job setting that up. Yeah, I've seen Will's pictures of what that looks like. On the cradle. Will's message is going to be on the cradle the cross and the crown. So it's really just a beautiful setting and background to talk about Jesus and people having the opportunity to make a decision to follow him. 
And that's going to be live uh, online today at 5 o'clock Pacific time. And you can find that at billygram.org. Um, there's a link to it right there on the front of that page. Um, now, will people, you know, 5 o'clock, a lot of people in our town are still on the freeway or just leaving work, and they'll be on the freeway until, yep. uh, you know, 9 o'clock or something, depending on where you live. And uh, and tomorrow, if it rains here, they'll just sleep in the car and go back to work the next day. Yep. Um, there you go. Will people be able to watch it later? That's the beautiful that's the beautiful thing about the internet and this type of ministry is we don't have to interrupt people's normal lives. Right. So if they're, as you're saying, they're driving, something comes up, that program's going to be available for them to watch for the next week. For sure. The whole program, we, we have the music rights. We get the music rights for a week. Uh, so they should be able to watch the entire program. Uh, and if they want to just remember willgramlive.com, that's a great, uh, place to go, and they'll be able to see that program in its entirety when it fits into their schedule. So if they, they even want to gather some of their friends or family members, neighbors that are far from God, sit down and watch this 45-minute program, uh, they could do that, willgramlive.com. All right. Hey, you're listening to Southern California Live. I'm your guest host, Scott Furrow. My guest is John Cass, the Executive Director for Online Celebrations at the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. And uh, he's been talking about their online programming. And I want to encourage you to do that. It's on at 5 today if you can watch it. But uh, one of the things that's been on my mind pastorally is Christmas Eve, it might even be better than Easter with respect to this is a time when you can really invite your friends to come to church with you or watch a program like this with you. Um, yep. Many churches have that's multiple correct. Christmas Eve services now, and uh, there's so much going on. Uh, John, do you have anything else you'd like to add as we uh, conclude? I would I would share, knowing that you have a, a good Latino uh, contingency out there in the California or your listening area, we also have, we, we have it dubbed into Spanish. Um, so there'll be a Spanish program. It's at es.billygram.org. Uh, Navigated... Okay. Uh, 2021. I think that's on the website as well. If they go to the billygram.org, they should be able to see that there's that that option for them as well. But we have a special musical guest, Lily Goodman, who will be uh, uh, singing in Spanish and all that for us as well. So it's we're, we're trying to do both programs, do those, launch those at the same time with the same kind of intensity and direction of leading people to Christ. All right, that's fantastic. So you can find that at billygram.org, and I'm going to type in that website here really quick. Um, and uh, you can, anyway, billygram.org, you can go to that website and uh, click on the Christmas thing, or or Will Graham Live, that's the website, right? Willgramlive.com? Willgramlive.com, yeah, right. that's right. John, thank you for being with us today on Southern California Live. Really appreciate your time, and I appreciate what you're doing hey, online. No worries. Thank All you right. for thank having you for, us. God bless. Thank you for there joining you. us. This is Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow, your host. And uh, once again, that is an online Christmas celebration with Will Graham and with special music by Ellie Holcomb. That's on at 5 o'clock today, live. And you can watch it at any time, at least through the next week, he says it'll be on there. And I highly encourage you, with the people in your life, people you work with, people that you go to school with, people that you are living next door to, wherever you are, to realize that this period of time at Christmas, the way God has, I think, rigged it to us, he's also provided so many opportunities. And through technology and other things, 
we have an opportunity to share Christ. So your church might have something online, and there's lots of organizations that have things going on online. This one, one of the things I'd recommend you doing is go ahead and watch it. If you're if you're thinking of inviting a friend, inviting somebody to come along with you, but you're not sure about it, you're not really sure this is, you know, if you're uncomfortable, the great thing about this is you can watch it yourself first. And uh, then you'll have a feel for it. And you'll maybe already think of, of questions that your friend might ask or your family member, whoever you're inviting, you can show it to them at any time. And there are a lot of great opportunities. This one is an online Christmas celebration with Will Graham, and it's today at 5 o'clock live, but it'll be on the website at billygram.org or willgramlive.com the rest of the week. And a great way to start your Christmas week, and maybe even just for yourself, to be encouraged in this time that uh, there's so so many things to be discouraged about. Uh, the number is 888-52-TALKS, so it's 888-LA-TALKS, 888-528-2557. And uh, we're going to continue our program here. I'm going to talk about Christmas. What are your plans uh, other than attending Christmas Eve service, hopefully is part of your plans? What kinds of things are on your mind? When we come back, and I'll take your phone calls, and I see you there on hold. We'll get to you when, we, when I come back. 888-LA-TALKS is the phone number. I'd love to hear what your plans are for Christmas. And uh, one of the things I'm going to do is I'm going to read to you some letters from Santa that people put out there. The United States Post Office actually will publish some of these and gives you an opportunity to help some people. And a lot of what I really want you to do is uh, share these, share some stories of a place where maybe you've been able to really help somebody during this season before, or maybe even better yet, share with us how somebody has helped you and how that has helped you grow in your faith and helped you really understand what Christmas is about. You're listening to Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow, your guest host for today. The number again is 888-LA-TALKS, 888-528-2557. We'll be back in just a couple of minutes. Stay tuned. You don't want to miss the next segment. Welcome back, everybody, to Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow, your guest host, and I'll be with you here for the next couple of days on our program. This hour, we're talking about Christmas, and really, it's about being a light during this season with all of the things that are going on. How can we be a light? The number is 888-LA-TALKS, 888-528-2557. If you'd like to be a part of the program, 888-528-2557. Let's go to uh, Dan from Orange. Dan, you're on the Southern California Live program. Hi, how are you? Hi, Dan. Thanks for holding holding on so long. Oh, sure. No problem. Hey, What's I on your mind? I wanted uh, to, to reiterate to you about this holiday that comes in December that doesn't seem to have a name. We have a name for, uh, we call Labor Day, Labor Day. We call Memorial Day, Memorial Day. We call Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving. We call Martin Luther King, uh, Martin Luther King Day. We call the 4th of July, 4th of July. But there's this mysterious holiday in December that we call holiday. We say holiday trees, holiday cookies, holiday crafts. I saved um, a newspaper clipping from a couple weeks ago in the Orange County Register. There was a writer named Heather McRae that was talking about all the things to do in Orange County around this holiday. But the funny thing is, I can't figure out what holiday this is, because in Aliso Viejo, they're saying all is bright holiday celebration. Utter in the holiday season with this annual event today. And then I go to Costa Mesa, and it said, Lots of light. Night of Light OC offers a mile of sparkling holiday cheer to drive through. And then I go down to Dana Point, and it says, Winter Festival and Tree Lighting. 
the city's tree lighting will take place 4:30 to 5:30 Saturday with Santa Claus in attendance. But they won't call they it go, a they won't call it a Christmas tree. Is that what they're calling it a holiday tree? Yeah, they don't call it a Christmas tree. Yeah. What's the use in lighting a tree? Is it a palm tree? Is it an oak tree? Is it a pear tree? Is it an <laughs> apple tree? What's the significance of this tree lighting? I think it has a adjective before it. But it just right. goes on and on. Huntington Beach is having a light uh, light a light of love. A boat parade of lights is in um, um, uh, is in Dana Point, and in uh, it's a zoo. They're having a you know holiday treats right. and, and yeah, we uh, see that we see that all lighting. over the place. You know, Dan, let me ask you this yeah. though: Do you think sure. that regular people don't get it? I mean, there's been, and I mentioned at the top of the show that Starbucks has gone back to calling it the Christmas blend after several years of being a holiday blend. And I think part of that is because I think that, and I think this with a lot of issues that are kind of going on in the culture this way, that actually people know it's a Christmas tree. And wouldn't you say that they know that? Um, they know and, that, but they're, but they, they're passive. They're just allowing it to happen. Imagine if we just called Martin Luther King Day oh, a holiday and didn't right. say the name. It's so what do we do about it? What do we, what do, we well, do about what, it? We fight for Christmas. I say everybody look to see what kind of a, a celebration they're having in the month of December in their city. Every city is having something. So if you see a holiday tree, call them up and say, what is a holiday tree? Is it a Fourth of July tree? Is it a Memorial Day tree? What's the significance? What holiday is it? You know, why are you being so vague about this holiday? Fight for Christmas. Tell them sure. it's not a bad word. Say Christmas isn't a bad word. It's a federal holiday. We celebrate every holiday. You call Memorial Day Memorial Day. You call Labor Day Labor Day. And you call Thanksgiving Thanksgiving. Make the point how ridiculous it is that they ignore the word Christmas. They treat it like it's a bad word. And I think if everybody called their local city and said, tree lighting? No, it's called a Christmas tree. Just make make rational arguments on it. It doesn't take much. And when somebody says happy holiday to you when you leave Starbucks, say, Hey, and you have a Merry Christmas. Thank you so much. And we that, can all do that. But, Christmas. Don't be afraid. Yeah. And we can do it with a smile on our face because I think they know. And yeah, that's some, one of the smile, points that I would make. Yeah. yeah, do it in a yeah, nice way. Dan, yeah. Hey, Dan, thanks for your call. I appreciate that very much. You know, one of the things with this is it's kind of silly. The whole Dan makes a great point about every, you know, everybody knows it's not a holiday tree. I mean, and if you're another religion, you have your own things, right? If you're Jewish, you have a menorah. You know, they're not lighting a menorah, or maybe they are, and they'll call it that, and you get it. You know, if you're celebrating a Festivus, I guess they have a pole now somewhere. I think some people are taking that. They're not really taking that seriously, but it's kind of an anti. All of this is just more evidence that you have to confront who we are as people as people and that we need a savior and to not call it Christmas is just giving into the idea that we don't want to talk about it kind of as a culture. But I think, I think people know, and they kind of know it's silly and I would agree. Just call it Christmas wherever you go. Say Merry Christmas. It's okay. And, uh, but don't get in a fight about it. That doesn't help our, our case. It doesn't help our, our testimony. And I think it wins the day because it is kind of ludicrous. You know, we used to call it Christmas break from school. I think it's winter break now, but clearly it's Christmas. Everybody knows it's Christmas. Hey, speaking of of Christmas, this is Scott Furrow. I'm not saying that has anything to do with Christmas, but I'm the guest host for today on Southern California Live. You can give me a call at 888-52-TALKS, 888-52-TALKS, LA Talks. You know, one of the secular things that happens at Christmas time, of course, and uh, Dan mentioned it, there's Santa Claus, of course, who's part of this. And, uh, you know, that's, you know, the gifts under the tree and all of that. That's probably occupying a big part of your week uh, right now is all of those gifts. 
one of the things that people do, kids do, I don't know if you did this as a kid, they write letters to Santa Claus. You ever write Santa Claus a letter? I don't remember doing that as a kid. Maybe I did. I know kids did it. I don't know that I ever did. Um, there was a time when I believed in Santa Claus. Um, and as soon as I realized that uh, that didn't do me any good for the gifts, I'm sure I jettisoned that. Um, but sometimes the letters are kind of funny. Did you know what happens to those letters? You drop them in the mailbox. What happens to them? Post office gets them. Uh, they can't mail them to Santa because you know why. Um, the United States Postal Service actually has something where they publish some of those letters. And I thought I would read some of them to you. I got some of them off of their website online. Uh, just kind of for fun, but I wanted to, to do this to help maybe maybe give you an idea of a way to be some light. Here's one from Isabella. Dear Santa, my name is Isabella, and I have been a very, very good girl every year. This year, all I want for Christmas is you to be healthy, and I wish to have an Apple iPad. Eh, just those two things. Uh, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. And then she draws a huge picture of the iPad down there. It's kind of funny. And uh, a lot of these are, are just kind of cute um, it helped me learn, you know, what are the kids into today? They're into, they keep asking for poppets. I didn't know what poppets was. You know what poppets is? This is in all these letters. These kids are like, I want a hundred poppets. I want a 10 poppets. I want all those poppets. And uh, I had to look it up. Turns out that one of my boys already has one of these. And it's like a, you know how much fun it is to get bubble wrap and just sit there and press the things. You can do that for hours. You can waste your entire week. Just, I don't know why it's so addicting. Uh, to people. What Poppets is, is basically a toy version of that, where once you pop the button, it just slips on the other side and you can just do it again. And it's just a fidgety toy. Remember a few years ago, the big deal was fidget spinners, this thing you put between your finger and your thumb, and you spin it around. The kids all love that. And it's just a simple thing, probably cost 10 cents to make, and uh, somebody's uh, doing really well. They're all asking for that uh, out there. Julie writes, this year I would like uh, a hot tub and some clothes. <laughs> I've never heard of a kid asking for a hot tub from Santa Claus. You know, that's uh, that's what I would ask if there was a Santa Claus, I suppose. Uh, dear Santa, my name is Bianca, and I'm 16 years old, which is pretty old to be writing Santa Claus, I think. She goes to a certain high school. The pandemic isn't making life fun for me, but I do my best every day. This year, I'd like a North Face coat, four uh, times plus. That must be the size. And a 4X plus and some North Face snow boots. A lot of people in these letters, they write the size of clothes that they're in. Uh, some of them try to smooth Santa a little bit, uh, from Ariana, dear Santa, how are you and Mrs. Claus doing in the reindeers? How are the elves? I would hope you have a great time, but I wanted to tell you that I think I deserve presents. <laughs> some kid writes this down, you know, I think I deserve presents and, uh, then gives the list, you know, uh, James Charles makeup palette, Nintendo switch, snow jacket, iPhone 13. There's a lot of letters and some of them are really funny and you really get, you know, kind of the heart of, of just little kids. And it's just so enjoyable, you know, to read that. And uh, this one writes, Santa, my name is Kaysen and I'm three years old. I have a hard time listening, but I'm still a good boy. He probably hears that right from mom and dad. You know, you have a hard time listening, Kaysen. Uh Three years old. That's what he's picking up on. Uh, and then he writes for a, uh, it looks like gravedigger truck. What in the world? It must be something and a trampoline can't be a grave digger truck is that a thing are we that morbid now as a society that that's what the kids are asking for but if you keep reading these letters one of the things that you start to see is some of them are um really asking for some pretty serious things dear santa claus i'm a single mother of twins a boy and a girl they are 10 years old i haven't been able to work because i have a heart condition 
that makes me very sick at times. It has been really hard for me this last year with COVID-19 trying to stay safe. Uh, I don't leave the house much because I don't want to get sick. And I'm sad my kids won't have Christmas they deserve because they truly have been uh, good kids all year. Anything can help. Gift cards, uh, whatever it is, socks, shoes, clothes, toys, books, we don't care. Uh, gives the shoe sizes and all of that. Um, her name is uh, looks like Takara, T-O-C-C-A-R-E-A. Um, you get a lot of letters like that. And some of them are pretty sad. A lot of them are from foster kids. And they say, they don't say I live at a certain address. They say I stay at a certain address. And you start to realize what's going on. You know, one of the other ways that you can put Christ back in Christmas, one of the ways that you can do that other than just, you know, saying it all the time, is giving of yourself. Do you know who said it is more blessed to give than to receive? Do you know who said that? Lots of people get credited for that. I think there's a Lincoln quote, there's a Benjamin Franklin quote, but they all get it from one guy. His name was Jesus. And you can find that quote. It's actually in Acts, okay? And he says, uh, Paul is quoting, or the writer of Acts, sorry, Luke is quoting Jesus. The Lord Jesus himself said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. Have you ever actually reached out to a stranger? I mean, these are obviously we're talking about Santa Claus and things that are just sort of cultural But these letters, if you read them, they expose tremendous pain, tremendous hurt, tremendous loneliness that so many people, and especially kids, are are feeling at this time. If you want to check those out, you can go to the uh, Postal Service website. I'd love to hear from you. You can give me a call at 888-LA-TALKS, 888-528-2557. What are some ways that you've been able to reach out to other people during the Christmas holiday before? What are some ways you're trying to do that this year? Maybe what are some ways that people have reached out to you that have been so meaningful, but not just meeting your physical needs, but that met your spiritual needs? Because when if, if you, you can adopt these letters, if you're really moved to, to grab one of these letters and say, I want to help these people, there's a way to do that. They check your, your ID and your, your, they make sure you're who you say you are, and they give you the information of how to help. That's how that works. But maybe there's just some people, you know, one of these letters comes from people, some kids who live in a homeless facility, uh, at a Salvation Army facility. Uh, go to one of these places. You're amazed at how many kids are living in there and families. What are some ways that you've been able to really serve other people or that you have been served by other people that glorifies Christ? You got any stories? Give me a call, 888-52-TALKS, 888 This is the Southern California Live show. I'm Scott Furrow, your guest host for today. I'll be back in just a few moments. Stay tuned. Welcome back to Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow, your guest host for today. It's great to be with you again. You can give me a call at 888-LA-TALKS, 888-528-255. Seven, and we're talking about ways to impact people for the gospel, for the glory of Christ in Christmas. And in a way, keeping Christ in Christmas, not simply to make sure people understand that it's Christmas, but also to be somebody who is a light. Did you know this about Christmas lights, that the symbolism of Christmas lights is that a light has come into the darkness, comes from the Isaiah passage about a light coming into the darkness, that this is what the Savior would be. We've lost that, right? The lights are about competing with your neighbor and being Clark Griswold or doing whatever it is, and and I understand that. It's fun to put the lights out. I like them. I'd like to leave them out all year. If I could leave Christmas lights out all year, I'd do it. 
And uh, the only reason, in fact, I don't, is that uh, I love my wife. And uh, she does not love the idea of me leaving the Christmas lights out all year. And so she wins. She wins that that argument. What I'd like to hear from you is ways that you have been able to maybe impact the lives of others during the Christmas season or ways that maybe you personally have been impacted by somebody else to the glory of, of Christ. The number is 888-LA-TALKS, 888-528-2557. Let's go to Sandy from Fullerton. Sandy, welcome to the Southern California Live show. Thank you so much. I've helped at a soup kitchen a long time and... I make these little bags up for them with two sweet snacks, two salty snacks, uh, ear, teeth cleaners, fingernail files, band-aids, and a little coin that says, where will you spend eternity? And I, and I put socks in there, and I look for the homeless to yeah. bless them. This is my gift from God, encouraging and evangelism. So I just reach out to them. I know it's tough for them. Yeah. Do you make the bags yourself? Like some, yes, I do. Of, yeah. Yeah. So you put you put your own artistry behind it. So uh, I think that's pretty nice. Nice way to do that. Yeah, it's my yeah. joy, and and I like to find them. It gives my joy to to see them by an off ramp. You know, I'm hoping that they're there because I have a bag to give to them. How do they so, respond uh, normally? When you oh, they they love it. And if the light is red, I'll like talk <laughs> with them, and I'll say, uh, "Are you a Christian? Um, are you born of the Spirit?" Um, um, I prayed over one guy. I just like to, you know, pray and ask God to help you and um, and and that God is watching over them. I, I, it's just my joy to do this for them. Oh, well, thank you for doing that. I really appreciate that. I'm sure that uh, that's something that's memorable. I think even the fact that you make the bags yourself, that adds a little bit something. You know, a lot of these people, especially the ones by the freeway off-ramp, they're in bad shape. Uh, it's not real uh-huh. good. Yeah. Uh, you said you go to yep. soup kitchen. Do you go to a local soup kitchen or a homeless shelter? Yeah, yeah, uh, uh, yeah. Tonight I've helped at this one. So yeah, I I like to see them. I like to bless them. I have Bibles I could give to them. Yeah. All right. Well, good for you, Sandy. Thank you for okay. for that. The number is eight 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 LA Talks eight 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 five two eight two five five seven. We're talking about being a light at Christmas time and ways that. Uh, you can do something proactive, I think. You know, the homeless is such a complicated thing, and it's getting worse and worse. It's another area where, you know, we've we've talked about it this hour, where we're talking about Christmas and not calling it Christmas and holiday and whatever, you know. But deep down, everybody knows that it's Christmas, okay? People understand that it's a Christmas tree, not a holiday tree. I think that relationally, that's where the that's where this matters so much, you know, as we as I was reading these Santa letters, you know, uh, they're cute and the kids need stuff and they need clothes. You know, I'm amazed actually at how many of these letters that you read, you get shoe sizes and clothing sizes. It's because the kids, you know, if a kid is saying, uh, here's my shoe side, I want clothes, I want shoes. Um, they're saying that because they really need it or because mom and dad are helping them write the letter and mom and dad really need them to do that. No kid is asking for clothes. So I'll tell you what, you're five years old, you're opening up your, you're eight years old, you're opening up your Christmas packages. Clothes, it's kind of the worst, right? You want the Legos or you want the uh, Nintendo game or whatever. Uh, I was like that anyway, just speaking for myself. My grandmother used to have this, she drove one of those Cadillacs, you know, they're the size of the Queen Mary and 
she would open up the trunk and there'd be like 20 gifts in there. It was unbelievable. And it'd be so exciting. And then I found out that 10 of them are for me, which is really amazing. And then you open up the first one and it's underwear. And then there's socks and there's some shirt I don't like. And then there's all the stuff. And then there's one lousy thing of Legos. And as a kid, you, you try to be appreciative, but you don't get it. As an adult, I discovered how incredibly meaningful that was to my parents because we didn't have anything and I didn't have clothes. And if grandma wasn't buying us clothes, I was not going to have stuff. And so many kids are in that situation. And you see them writing that uh, down. And it isn't just about giving gifts of a product or a toy or even things that people need. It's about furthering the relationship with people because then you have the opportunity to share Christ. You have the opportunity relationally. You know, when we give of ourselves, and we, I'd like to teach it this way, that when we're giving of ourselves, when we're, we're, we're practicing evangelism, part of it is investing that other person. Make sure that they know that you actually love them, that even if they reject your invite to church or they don't like your faith or they don't like you, you still love them anyway. And that pays off dividends uh, spiritually later on. The number is 888-LA-TALKS, 888-528-2557. We're talking about things that we can do to uh, love people at Christmas time, to be a light uh, of the world at this at this time, some examples that you may may have. And uh, so let us know about that. Um, the uh, When you go into the Christmas story and the idea of being a light that shines in the world, um, we live in a dark time now, don't we? This is a period of time that, you know, I don't know if you've paid attention. We might say it, you know, next week, the Babylon Bee, which is a satire newspaper, if you've seen that, and it, it tends to lean to the right on things, and I think the writers are, are Christians, uh, or they go to church, or they have a lot of, uh, um, you know, church experience for sure. Um, but a lot of it is political, and one of the things they said today is the White House Christmas card, you know, says, we're really sorry that you will probably get sick and die this winter. Um, and it's funny, but it's not funny. You know, it's uh, we have so much to offer so many great things uh, to share this year. Let's go to the phones. Becky at, in Downey. Becky, welcome to the Southern California Live Show. Thank you very much. I was actually on my way to shop and waited till I pulled in the parking lot. Um, I would just like to encourage believers, not only at Christmas, but all year long, to just allow the Lord to show you ways to help other people. Um, he's got so many creative ways to reach out and to love and to touch and to um, let other people know that they matter. Um, I recently published my first and probably only book, but it's called The Art of Heavenly Hospitality, My Dance with Angels, Friends, and Strangers. And I just celebrated my 72nd birthday a couple oh, weeks ago or a week happy ago. Happy birthday. And the story is just 30 short stories from my life, how uh, giving hospitality to people, um, how it blesses you as well as them. And yeah, different better to give than to receive. Done. Yeah, do you have a quick Pardon? example of that? Do you have a quick example of uh, one of those times in your life, something that maybe would uh, well, give other people an idea? Have, we actually have a homeless kid that lives with us for the last three years, Um mm. He's completing his college education, and uh, he grew up not only homeless, but with Alzheimer's. And my husband and I have taken him in and helping him get on his feet. Uh, we have 
three or four other families that uh, we've been able to help. Some of them we've had in our home. Some of them we've been able to put into rentals that we own. Um, we've helped them get jobs. So, Becky, um, you do a lot of, uh, we're running out of time here, Becky, but you do a lot then for people. You really give of yourself uh, and the things well, that uh, the Lord has given you. there are many besides taking in the homeless. And if right. people want to read in my book about it, um, I share a lot of ideas. <laughs> All right. Example. Well, Becky, thank you very much for calling and sharing that thing, uh, that story with us. You know, I, there are so many things, so many different ways that we can help. And one of the things I would say before we go is to look for is who has God placed around you? Where is God leading you? What has God really put on your heart? God puts different things on our heart. You know, some of you listening are saying to yourself, well, I'd never invite a homeless person into my, my house. Maybe you're saying that because you're afraid, but maybe you're saying that because it's not for you. It isn't how God designed you. But there's something else then that God has made you passionate about for the sake of the gospel, for the sake of making disciples. Do that. And Becky's right. We don't want to do that um, just at Christmas time. We should do it all year. Uh, friends, we've had a good time talking. We're going to continue in the next hour here on Southern California Live. We're going to talk about some things going on in the news and how we can respond to those things during this period of time. I'm Scott Furrow. I'm your guest host for today, and this is the Southern California Live program. Thanks for joining us. We'll be back here in just a couple of minutes. Stay tuned. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.